Hey everybody, welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your Wednesday live cast, brought to you by the one, the only, Frontline Gaming, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at discounted prices all the days of the week. I'm your host, Reese, with me, my ever-faithful sidekick, Mr. Frankie. That's right. How's everybody doing today? Hope you're having a great week. We're going to talk to you about what's going on in the Warhammer hobby in this last week, and we have some really cool news, some exciting stuff. But before we do that, we want to wish all of our veterans happy Veterans Day. Thank you so much to everybody that serves, both active and veteran. We really appreciate all that you do for us and in all the countries around the world where people serve their country. Thank you for your service. Yep. There's a ton of people in the hobby that are uh, former or active duty. So big ups to all of you that are willing to serve. Really appreciate it. All right, let's talk about the news. Ooh. So, I don't know what, what you call this, Frankie. I hope they called it Nurgle's Fart Factory. I don't think they did. No. But if I was in charge, that's what it would have been called. We got a brand new Nurgle piece of terrain. Don't think it's going to block a lot of line of sight. No. But it looks really cool. It's the glutton oven. I don't know. That is what that is a, a view of the inside of my stomach <laughs> when I tried the keto diet. That's right. That's what it was like. There you go. And that's what it felt like coming out the tailpipe. It was not 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 awesome. No. But uh, we got one little rule snippet: uh, putrescent fog. It's an aura ability. While fr friendly Death Guard infantry units uh, are wholly within six inches of this model, they receive the benefits of light cover. Uh, if they were already receiving the benefits of light cover, each time an attack is made against them, they get minus one to be hit. It's pretty dang good. Yeah, it's not bad. Pretty dang good. Frankie. Yeah. Are you going to include Papa Nurgle's <laughs> Fart Factory in your list? Probably not. Really? No. I like it. I mean, can it move? Um, Those are the questions, I don't right? think so. If it can't move, you have to be wholly within six to get light cover. Well, you have a, you yeah. one of um, Nurgle's mini long-range shooting units. There you that's go. That's infantry. <laughs> Super good. Uh, yeah. Big, Big Poppy says it looks like a water tobacco pipe. <laughs> <laughs> what was that from Grandma's Boy? He's like, take your water pipe and eat <laughs> Your smoking lamp. That's what smoking he calls lamp, it. <laughs> um, uh, Lou Rollins, yes, I have a serious mullet. Going, look at this! Look at this thing! Woo. All I need is a is an Oakland A's cap and some '80s Oakleys, and I, the look would be complete. That's right. Yeah, I need a haircut with a. I haven't had my haircut the entire COVID. It's ridiculous how long my hair is <laughs> right now. Um, so it's a really cool model. Yeah. We'll have to see more of the rules to determine if it's worthwhile to add it. But just as a just as a thematic terrain terrain piece, I think it's a big win. I, it looks amazing. When I looked at it, the first thing I thought of was um, Labyrinth in the part where they have that like fight in the city and there's the little guys on the, like all the little bad goblins are fighting against the um, the heroes. Yeah. It looks like the town that they're in, in that part. Like I could see some little Muppet goblin stick his head out and sing like, <laughs> dance, magic, dance. Uh, they'd make good like forests. Yeah. They use them as like forests, you know? I like I, I genuinely I genuinely like the model. Um, it if, does look really cool. If there were more Death Guard long range shooting units, I think there might be a little bit more utility. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, even on turn one, it's good just for some nice defense. Yeah, or even put it next to an like close to an objective or something like that. Yeah. Help. Uh, also, just to let you all know, we are having a little bit of a technical glitch. We can only see Twitch chat right now. Uh, so if you're joining us in the chat via YouTube or Facebook, uh, we apologize. We can't see what you're saying, but uh, we'll have that fixed for next week. Yeah. So let's chat about what's coming up for pre-order this coming Saturday. Uh, Frankie, first of all, <laughs> I just want to let you know, Yeah. this release is not being allocated. Yes. Christmas is saved. Thank you, G-dubs. You can get all the Blood Bowl Season 2 boxes that you want. Who's excited? I can't wait. Dude, all the money we've been losing by getting one or two of new releases, we're going to make it up. Yep. This will save all of the hobby stores now. Pablo, uh, you're not going to get fired now. 
Just want to let you know. Blood Bowl Second Edition. Uh, but from what I hear, Blood Bowl is super fun. Yeah, Blood Bowls so. are great. I mean, we, we're joking, of course. Yeah. It just you don't sell as much Blood Bowl as you do of you know Any Primaris bike Outrider bikes, of which we got two. Yes, and they both sold. <laughs> they both sold. <laughs> I I put the listing in the web cart, and they were sold before I even went to the next one. There you go. I was like, oh, man, well, that's nice. I hope those two people are really happy with (laughs) their purchase. And, like, it's easy to slam GW, and I know they're having supply chain issues because the game is so popular. It's hard to keep up, which is good for them. Yep. But it's really, really bad for all of us independent game stores. It ain't great. It's not the best. Uh, Also, there's some really cool new Blood Bowl teams coming out. The new – do they still call them the Empire team? I guess they're like the – No, they're not called Empire. They're like the something Griffins. They're like – I'm not sure what they're called, but the Griffin Boar. They've uh, got a lot of feathers. Yeah, no, I love. I think they look great. The lineman, the big fat lineman, is so good. <laughs> and the quarterback, his helmet is just glorious. Oh, it's amazing. I love it. Yeah, it's love so it. fitting. Uh, and then, uh, of course, in the box set, as I understand it, you also get the org team, and the org Blood Bowl models are so legit. They're so sick. They're so beefy, man. I love yeah. them. And like, you could easily use these for like in D and D, you could use them for like an orc. I don't know football brawler. team or something. Yeah, <laughs> just really go outside the really get out of the box, right? There's gonna be a, a football game going on it, but it's not gonna be called football. It's gonna be called Dungeon Ball, Red, Dragon Ball, Red Blood Ball, <laughs> Red Blood Balls. That doesn't sound like bloody, a, bloody doesn't balls. sound like the kind of game I want to play. Uh, the models are brilliant. Love yeah. them, and uh, like like we were saying. Um, you can easily use them for other stuff. And I'm sure some creative um, hobbyists like Kicker, I see you in the chat and already conversion potential for the models. I was going to say, I'm sure Kicker is going to turn these into some really, really cool, uh, really cool models. Yeah. And then of course they also previewed a new undead team. They're very, very thematic. There's like zombies and werewolves. Um, I think they look really cool. Yeah, they do look really cool. I don't know. It's interesting. I don't know where it came from, but. Is having a ghost on your team, that's cheating. How do you tackle a ghost? I can't catch a ball. I can't block. What's the point? Um, it's a distraction, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Boo. Uh, also you. in the chat, um, some of the people in the chat are saying that the Indominus made order boxes have shipped. They must have been on the Warhammer community page. That's great. So as soon as we get those, we will start shipping them out. That's Ooh. exciting. Get them in time for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, another one of the models that everybody was talking about with Blood Bowl, and it is a brilliant, brilliant model. It's a new Slon, or not Slon, um, Zote Ooh. Uh, Blood Bowl player, and the model's brilliant. That's pretty cool. Yeah, really, really it's good. huge. If you, um, if you follow Eddie Eccles on Twitter, uh, he is one of the main guys behind the Warhammer community team. Uh, really all-around nice person. He's also a really, really talented hobbyist. He was saying that uh, if you took all the different Slon available from like Blackstone Fortress and that and did some conversions, you can make a really cool kill team. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And lastly, there are going to be two new Adeptus Mechanicus um, Admech Knights for Adeptus Titanicus. And they are really, really cool models. So cool. Yeah. Give us the infantry and tanks. Yep. Go. Please. <laughs> Go crazy. Please. Come on. Love it. Love it. Um, Reese lost his role on Tombstone. Kurt Russell. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did not quite bad. have a Kurt Russell mustache. His is like glorious. It was. It was beautiful. Uh, maybe when I'm his age, I'll have that full and luxurious of a stash. One day. Uh, don't have it. Don't have it yet. Ooh, looks like Pablo fixed the stream. Stream chat. So now we can see everybody's We can heckling. see all your comments. All the heckling now. Bring it. So we're really, really excited. This is something we've been working on on almost the entire year of 2020. Obviously, with everything that's been going on, we had a couple snags. And um, it's in our traditional white, green, and um, black color scheme for FLG, which isn't the best for a green screen. So it's probably invisible right now. It's, it's definitely camo cloaked <laughs> on the box. Yeah. It doesn't come this way. But we are really, really, really excited to finally uh, unveil our newest product, the FLG Hobby Box. So, Frankie, this is your baby. You've been working on this. You did you did most everything to get it going. Why don't you run us through what the Hobby Box is? 
Yeah, so uh, the first one, we uh, teamed up with eight different manufacturers, uh, plus, I mean, our own manufacturing team, so nine total manufacturers inside. Uh, we all put products into the box, so it's a lot like a swag bag. Um, if you guys have ever gotten, like... The high uh, roller package? Yeah, the high roller package, or if you've ordered it from other companies, like... Um, what are they called? Loot like boxes. loot crates, loot boxes, stuff like that. So it'll have a ton of hobby supplies in here. It's going to have paints, dice, models, mats, all sorts of stuff. Um, and the goal is to, in the future to release one of these, like one every quarter, maybe even one every month. So then you guys will get new cool stuff. Same thing as like a high roller package, but it gets mailed to you in this nice box. Get to open it up and get a lot of cool things from a lot of different manufacturers. Um, so yeah, so we're really excited to bring it to you guys. Uh, they are limited quantities, so it'll sell out pretty quick. Um, but we are also running a, a competition on Gleam to where you can go, you can show your support for all the different manufacturers, like their Facebook pages, do hashtags, um, use their discount coupons, and you get entries in to win a free hobby box or also the mega hobby box, which is three times as big as this bad boy, can't even fit in the box. All sorts of cool things from all the various manufacturers um, so definitely want to take part in that gleam project like all the pages come back daily visit their websites and get all those uh, entries so yeah it's super exciting so the box the contents of the box is worth three times what the box costs retail so uh, you're getting about 450 bucks worth of stuff for 150. It's 150, right? For $150. Yeah. yeah. So it's a really good deal. Um, it's really exciting. And in the chat, a lot of people are firing a ton of questions at us. I can't answer all of them. Frankie's going to have to help me out. But um, is it, is it random or does everybody get the same stuff? Everybody gets the same stuff. So they're all the same. Uh, there's also discount coupons to the various um, uh, manufacturers websites. So it's perfect timing for the holidays. You'll be able to go in there, get some cool things for your friends or family. Um, it's it's a great value, and uh, it comes with all sorts of cool models and paints. So, so Akimoto Okoto says, what's in the box? It makes me think of the movie Seven. What's in the box? It's pretty good. Don't look in the box. And unlike yeah. your wife's head in a box, which Ooh. is not it's hopefully not, not, not something that sounds good for you, uh, <laughs> this has all the cool models. So what uh, manufacturers are partnered with us in this we've got creature caster who if you've never heard of they make amazing amazing high quality artistic models we got parabellum they make the super cool uh game conquest we got frontline gaming which is the greatest gaming company in the world <laughs> ever uh, created <laughs> an unbiased review yeah <laughs> from us That's what all of our customers say uh we have uh, army painter we have fallout hobbies and atlantis miniatures uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar, Lannis Miniatures is one of my favorite. Uh, I believe they're new miniature makers. If you saw that really cool Etten model that I painted up, that's where I got it from. It was from Atlantis Miniatures. I love them. I have a bunch of their models that I use for uh, D&D and, and fantasy games. Cromlech is in here. Cromlech is an amazing company that's been around, I think, they've been around longer than us, actually. Yeah, they've been around for a long time. They make badass stuff. And there's just a tremendous value in the box. So hopefully everyone's excited about it. We don't have a lot for the first, for this first run. We don't have a ton of them. So if you want one, grab one and make a great Christmas present. Um, and like you said, there's a ton of um, coupons in there too. So if you like the manufacturer's product, you'll be able to jump in and purchase some more of their stuff at a discount. And some of this are like full unit boxes of models and stuff. Yeah, definitely. And uh, like we said, on our competition, we're giving away four of these. So if you do miss the chance to actually buy one yourself, you can enter in for free and get one of these bad boys potentially. So. Yeah. So um, to make sure that everybody understands what's going on, uh, there's a contest associated with it. You can buy it and then you want to make sure to go over to the, to the Gleam page that we set up and you can enter multiple times. And then buying the box gives you a bunch of points, but you don't have to buy a box to participate. Nope. You can just jump in and jump into the competition, possibly get a free one. And then there's we're giving away a ton of stuff as a part of the promotion. We're giving away a Catachan Colonel. We're giving away some of the Space Marine themed dice like Iron, uh, Iron Hands, Raven Guard, Imperial Fists, and Salamanders that sold out instantaneously. Nobody got them. We're giving away a ton of stuff as a part of it. Um, so 
really, hopefully really exciting. We hope everybody is excited about this as us. And if it works, the hobby box, they're only going to get bigger, better, and cooler. And then one of the most important questions, I think, Frankie, um, can international customers purchase these? Yep. You'll just have to pay for shipping and we'll invoice you separate for that. So how do they go about doing that? Shoot us an email, orders at frontlinegaming.org, and we'll get it all organized for you. Yeah. So So how often when we have a new box, it'll depend on how well uh, this goes. If it goes really well, then we're going to be doing them uh, frequently. And there may even be a situation where you can just sign up and subscribe and then just get a hobby box full of awesome stuff that's worth way more than what you paid. Um, you know, every quarter, maybe every month. I don't know. We'll have to see how it goes. Yep. So definitely take part in that competition, uh, post on Facebook, all that stuff, share it with your friends and get the word out there. And thank you to everybody being so positive in the chat. Uh, again, all credit goes to Frankie. This was his idea. And he really put a lot of work into making this come together. So hopefully everybody likes it. And then yeah. from us, what, we're getting ITC train, FLG mat. All kind of, what else They're getting there? all sorts of stuff. All kinds yeah. of cool stuff. It's all top secret until you <laughs> get the box. <laughs> and if anybody buys one, if you want to post a picture on social media and tag us in it, that'd be really cool. Yep. That gets you extra entries as well. Cool. Ooh. Yeah. So keep an eye on Frontline Gaming and we'll have more information coming soon. All right. Another promotional piece of information. Bear with us. This is the time that we have to do all this kind of stuff. But uh, we want to give you everyone a, a heads up. If you're watching this live... Uh, via YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, I'm sorry, Twitch. Uh, our Black Friday sale will begin this coming Friday, November 13th. It will run through Cyber Monday, which is the 30th. And if you're watching this or listening to the podcast, it's live right now because you're getting it on Friday. So we are going to have a really aggressive Black Friday sale. We really want to blow it up. Um, that's going to start on Friday. So the it's going to be an, uh, an aggressive discount on everything that we make at Frontline Gaming, mats, terrain, all kinds of fun stuff. So it's going to be a wonderful opportunity to pick up some mats, terrain, whatever you want, and jump in there. We're also going to be having a Black Friday sale in the secondhand shop. So that's something we, we don't normally do. They're already really aggressively priced. There's some gems in there, fully painted models, all kinds of rad stuff. We have a ton of inventory in our secondhand shop right now. So um, that's going to be going later in the month. That's not starting on Friday. That'll be Pablo. When is that? The 20th? 21st. 21st. So that'll be going on the 21st. Um, just to give everybody a heads up. Uh, and we also do want to just be transparent, be real with everybody. Um, during Black Friday, because of the volume of orders that we get, things slow down. So we're going to make that clear on, in the web card so everybody knows what to expect. But just... If you want to get something, we recommend ordering early um, to make sure you get it, you know, in, wait well in time for Christmas because, um, you know, the, due to the volume, things just slow down. Yeah. Um, we're already setting up extra sh shifts in the factory and we're going to be working through the weekends, all that stuff to make sure that we do our best to keep up. But we will probably be behind our normal shipping times. It just, it just it happens during the, during the holidays. All right, ITC. Let's take a look at what's going on. And of course, if you like the ITC, you want to support it financially, you can do so via our Patreon for as little as $1 a month. All the money goes back into the ITC to keep it going. It's very expensive to run an international tournament circuit, <laughs> even when there's not very many tournaments. That's true. <laughs> Unfortunately, the costs don't really decrease. Those Amazon server fees don't go away, baby. So, uh, and then, you know, there's administrative costs and such, but yeah. let's take a look at the rankings. All right. 40K competitive track, Dan Sammons still in first place, followed by Ken Knox. Colleague McDade goes into third, Vic VJ in fourth, and Ricard Nilsson in fifth. 40K ITC hobby track, Jeremiah Pettit moves into first, James Weston into second, Marshall Peterson into third, James Kelling into fourth, and Dave, uh, Dave Danhauser in fifth. Uh, Age of Sigmar competitive track, top five. Matt Beasley continues to lead, followed by William Sohaley. Jordan Duncan moves into third. Michael Viganos in fourth. Jared Zazueta in fifth. Age of Sigmar hobby track, top five. Russell Tanner in first. Adam Kamenish in second, tied with Will Reeves. Matt Abbott in fourth. And Dan Sanchez in fifth. Warhammer Underworld's current top five. Ivan Cho continues to lead. Glenn Dean in second. Jonathan Colson in third. Cody Handler in fourth. Mike Melody. Oh, he changed it from Michael Melody 
Mike Melody just doesn't have the same melodic ring. It's just not. Yeah. Oh, man. It's unfortunate. All right, well, Mike, your name's still beautiful. I forgive you. Your for last name is beautiful. It. Your first name could use work. <laughs> and then kill team, we have Rudy Pertu Tantaninen in first, John Sow in second, Lucas Carone in third, Angel Alvarez Serrano in, or Serrano, excuse me, in fourth, and Carlos Paz in fifth. All right, let's talk about Space Wolves and Death Watch. The new codexes are out. They're already putting up uh, impressive results in tournaments. We'll talk about that next. But Frankie, lay some knowledge on my ignorant self. Tell me, what's the good news? I am digging Space Wolves. I took a look at both codexes. I might be kind of biased just because I love wolves. You know what? I've told this story before. So Frontline Gaming, we've been through some ups and downs financially. And at one point, I was living in Frankie's old bedroom at his parents' house. Uh Because It's a complicated story, but um, your parents were nice enough to let me stay there. And uh, Frankie's childhood bedroom, there's a painting, not even, they're photographs of like wolves running through the forest. That's right. National Geographic style. I was like, what in the heck (laughs) is going on here? It never updated as I got older either. It just (laughs) stayed that way. My bedroom still looks like that too. I was like, wow, there's a theme in here. (laughs) Digging it. (laughs) But uh, yeah, the Space Wolves Codex looks awesome. They've got great stratagems. Uh, There's special rules, especially once the um, Assault Doctrine get into play. Uh, are going to just shred people. It's crazy. So they get the plus one when they charge, plus one to hit. And then on their to wound roll, if they roll a six, they get a uh, plus one on the armor pen. That's really good. Yep. And then there's all sorts of uh, extra um, abilities in here to boost that up. They can also get extra attacks, all sorts of goodness. Um, and then, of course, they brought back the old sagas, which we loved. So that's going to be great. Once your uh, warlord does something special, they unlock an aura for the rest of your army. So. Which is, I think it's really characterful. I think it's great. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Which one is your favorite of the sagas? Um, I really like the rerolls to wound versus, or the plus one to wound versus uh, monsters and vehicles. Yeah. So that one's my favorite. It's going to be kind of hard to do, but I really like that one. Uh, there's some easy ones in there, like if you make a charge, you unlock that to where your guys uh, can reroll charges. And then also I think you get like immune to morale, all sorts of coolness. Um, and then their psychic powers are really good too. Uh, I love living lightning. The D3 mortal wounds always solid and then it bounces to other people. Oh, that's awesome. So that's really good. Um, but yeah, no, I think space wolves have some stuff to be really excited about. Um, and I'm excited to put my space wolves back on the table. Um, Thunderwolves, they've got some cool stratagems where they can re-roll the wound rolls with their teeth and claw attacks. Um, and then there's ways to boost up how many of those attacks they get. So I'm excited. What do you think are going to be some of the standout units for Space Wolves? You already mentioned Thunderwolves. They were okay last edition. Like they were they were workable. Um, what do you think now? And then of course Wolfen were an all-star last edition. How do you think Wolf are gonna Wolfen are gonna be in ninth? Yeah, I think you can still use those units. Again, I think they're probably not going to be like top tier. Um, you could probably make a Thunderwolf unit work, especially with like outflank abilities um, or um, other things like that. Reroll to charge always helps. Um, but I think really and truly, you're going to see the uh, Wolf Guard units like you were seeing before. They're just going to do so much damage. They have so many attacks. Plus one to hit really help them out. Um, so I'm excited. And then the Hounds of Morkai are just amazing. The anti-psyker yeah. unit. Like, That's always really good. Yeah. Although we're, we're seeing less psychers now, except for, you know, certain armies, but you're just, you're seeing less HQs in general because it's hard, it's harder to get them. Yeah. Um, and it's harder to protect them. Like a, a lot of space Marine armies I'm seeing have no psychers at all. Yeah. So do you think space wolves are going to have psychers? You think they're going to be, I think the so. space Marine psychic powers, I'm, I'm kind of like, I would I would rather take a chaplain without a moment's hesitation. Yeah, I think uh, the space wolves have some abilities that are um, really strong. Let me see. Uh, but yeah, no, I think you will because of the stratagem that gives you the minus one to hit in an aura. That that's, one's yeah, really that's powerful. Yeah, really good. Um, 
And then they have some other psychic powers that are really good. I just can't remember them off the top of my head. What about Wolfguard? What do you think is going to be the optimal way to run them? Uh, do you think it's going to be like Vanguard Veterans where you give them jump packs, Storm Shield, Chain Sword, or are you feeling the Terminators? I think a lot of people are going to be running them with jump packs. Uh, I'm actually just going to put them into Rhinos. Nice. Keep them cheap. Just charge out of the Rhino, do a bunch of damage. Um, and I'm only going to take like five man units. Uh, I think I'll take a mixture of Chain Swords and then also like a Power Fist unit just to do a bunch of damage. So... Um, but you can run them in so many different ways. That's the cool thing about the Wolf Guard. Like you're saying, you can take them as Terminators, Jump Packs, uh, really any flavor that you want. So, What about uh, any stratagems that jumped out at you? Any cool Space Wolf strats that you think are going to be uh, viable? Um, in the like chapter? I said, you get the Outflank one. I think that's really good. Yeah. Uh, you can come out of the Table Edge, so I think that would be really strong. Um, and then also the uh, Pack Hunter. Like I said, for the Thunderwolf Calvary or um, uh, what are they called? Wolfkin. The Wolfen. Yeah, Wolfen. Uh, to where you get you to re-roll to wound with your uh, teeth and claws. I think those will be really strong stratagems. Um, and then also you can give extra sagas to your characters, extra um, relics, um, all that stuff. And the the relics for Space Wolves are super good. Which uh, which ones do you think are going to be the best? Um, I love the armor of... can't remember the name. But it gives you the 2-up armor save, 4-up invo save, and then at the beginning of the fight phase, you choose an enemy unit, and they can't attack until everybody else is gone. Yeah, that one was good last edition, yeah. too. Uh, what was the armor of Morkai or something like that? I can't remember. I can't remember. And then uh, the other one that I think will be the stone, which was already really good, the Wolfenstone. Once per game, you can use it. And it basically gives all your guys the assault doctrine. Oh, that's great. So that'd be super strong. Uh, Lou Rollins coming with a save in the chat says the armor of Russ. There you go. Harkins Aquatics. Uh, we covered what's in the box earlier in the show. You might want to go watch the replay. Um, El Angel said it's called the armor of our Primark dude or something. <laughs> that's the name we should have gotten. That would have been really good. But yes, that, that would be it. But no, I'm super excited for Space Wolves. I love Space Wolves. And um, before I was running like an all rhino space wolf army. With all wolf guard. Yeah, with like wolf guard, uh, blood claws, stuff like that. And I think I'm going to go back to that. I think this codex will play really well to that. So. Yeah. And I also have a gigantic space wolf army, although mine is, um, it's a Native American themed space wolf army. So it's painted in uh, different colors. But I might have to bust mine out because that, I've had that army, well, not in the form it is in now, but I've literally had parts of that army since I was in high school. <laughs> so it's like the the army I've had, uh, most second longest running army I've had. So I might have to bust it out. I don't know if I've got the right models per se. Um, what about Fenrisian wolves? Are those going to be decent? Um, I think they'll be okay. They're cheap enough to where you can see them on the table. And then um, with some of those stratagems, they can be pretty nasty. Yeah, I mean, so. what I've seen a lot in ninth edition with a lot of lists is if you have small, fast, cheap, units that you can uh, run around the table to get objectives those are really valuable especially if they have obsec which finrisian wolves do not if i remember correctly nope. but it's still really valuable just to have some really cheapo little units that that you can throw out there just to deny your opponent an objective or pick one up so perhaps they're going to see some viability there but uh from what you're from what i'm hearing it sounds like we're going to be seeing kind of the normal stuff lots of uh lots of infantry uh, maybe some rhinos or some jump packs and space marine just basic space marine troops now uh, are so good because they have so many attacks and they can get ap1 on their chain swords you could probably flood the field with just a ton of blood claws uh wolf guard intercessors assault intercessors heavy intercessors whatever <laughs> yeah and uh, you could probably make a really good army just doing that yeah, and that's why I really like Space Holes is it's geared more towards close combat, whereas like I think the Space Marine Codex is shooting. So yeah, I it mean, gives you a different flavor, which is nice. There's definitely some all-star yeah. melee units with Space Marines. Like Vanguard Vets are so, yeah, so baller. Still, yeah. But, um, oh, Colin David Mack, that, bringing it back, the Thunderdome. For anybody who's been a long-time listener, Frankie uh, played a Thunderwolf Space Wolf list for uh, years, and he called it to the, he called it the Thunderdome. And that was fun. That was a good time back then. That was when you, Christian, and Stave Stiff all brought the exact same list yeah. to a tournament. And then you played, I think, Christian to win the tournament. 
Oh, no, 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 in the round two. Yeah, I played Christian in round two, and then I played Dave Faye, who just smashed me. Yeah, you choked so hard. He's like, are you sure you want to go second? I was like, yeah. I was like, Frankie's going to win this tournament. Do oh, it. No, no, he's not. And then he's like, I'm going to put my objective in this building that you can't get to. I was like, ah. Well played, sir. Touche. Well played. Uh, Phil Kelly wrote my belly in the chat says veteran intercessors for space was going to be really good. Yeah. Yep. They will. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, bear in mind space, space Marines are, or power armored armies are really prevalent right now. That's largely because they have codexes. I, my hope is that as we roll through ninth, that you see all the armies have, they're kind of like bread and butter units be as good as um, the space Marine bread and butter units. Like intercessors are baller. They are. And you want, that's great, right? Like, they, it feels like the lore. Um, you can just take a bunch of intercessors and have a great army. And I want to see that for everybody. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, I think we're already seeing a ton of variety uh, given where we're at so early in the edition. I think that's going to only increase as more codexes come out because as um, uh, not currently active, but former playtesters, and we will be active again in the future, um, I can tell you that the, the codex is coming are really exciting. Yep. Like I can't wait to get a little bit more of them out there. All right, now let's talk about Death Watch because they got quite an overhaul. Yeah, Death Watch. Uh, there's a lot to cover with Death Watch. Um, we're, yeah, we're not doing an in-depth review. Obviously, um, there's a lot of other uh, podcasts on the Frontline Gaming Podcast Network that are deep diving into it. So we're doing more of a of an overview and just kind of looking at some highlights. Yeah. So like we said, I think the biggest thing for them is how they pick their uh doctrine that they're in yeah you get to pick that every turn that's so good uh, because the game is constantly changing like oh i need my devastator on turn one or even on turn three whatever turn you really need it on though and you'll be able to use it on that turn which is crazy like you're seeing so many of those codexes that are like dependent on their doctrine like space wolves they really want to be in the assault doctrine but death watch just get to pick which one they're in <laughs> <laughs> That's extremely, extremely strong. Yeah. And one of the combos that was pointed out to me is that um, you can take the troops units that are mixed, yep. right? So you can have bikes and uh, terminators and jump packs and infantry in the same unit, and then you can combat squad them. So you can end up with units of five. And correct me if I'm saying something stupid, but you can come. You can end up with a unit of like five outriders, which is already cool because every other chapter of Marines only gets three, and they're ridiculously good. So you can have a unit of five that has obsec. And then is always in the doctrine that they want to be in. Yeah, it's really strong. And that's and that's the key with Death Watch is you're going to want to mix up your units. You're going to take jump pack guys, terminators, bikes, like you were saying before. Um, just so you get all those special rules and then also like the different saves, all that stuff is going to really play into this codex. Um, and the yeah. cool thing is they can all go into buildings, all that stuff. Your bikes can go up buildings. They're treated as infantry that's when you're crazy. playing with them. So. That's so strong. Yeah. And it's 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 going to be. Uh, I think Death Watch are going to be really really effective. Um, what about that old the way that, that you were seeing them, where like everyone had a storm shield? Is that still something you think is going to be even viable? Or is it possible, or is that probably not going to be the way that it's played anymore? I don't think you'll see that taken as often as you were. Um, it's still an option, of course. You could deck out your guys with like all sorts of different war gear. But I think you're going to want to keep it as cheap as possible, especially in this edition, so that you can run around all the different objectives. You have some throwaway units. Maybe you take one decked out unit that's kind of like your beat stick to go hold the center of the table. But um, I don't think you're going to see it like you were seeing it before where every single guy had a storm shield. Right. So A uh, good thing to note, Alandril in the chat says, uh, Death Watch still can't spend more turns in a given Doctrine than other chapters. Yep. They just aren't locked in the sequence. That's Thank you for pointing that out. So you're not going to be in the same doctor in the entire game. I, I accidentally said that, but I'm dumb. So don't pay attention to what I say uh, unless it's uh, not about tactics. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they can stay in the assault doctrine for three turns. So that's a big, that's a big one. Um, but devastator only one turn, they get to be in devastator and then tactical, they get two turns, but they can pick what turn they go into each one of those, which is huge. That's really, really powerful. Yeah. Like so, half your army is in assault. I guess I'll go to the assault. Doctrine. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So what, what are some of the other highlights in there? What are some of the other things that jumped out at you as being really effective? I mean, they're going to be super good against Xenos armies. Um, and then they also get to pick uh, uh, like troops or core. They get to pick fast attack, all that. And they get reroll ones to wound. But in a lot of cases, they can actually get like rerolls to wound completely versus them or ignore cover. Like all these cool rules um, that they'll be able to pick each game. Like when they go into it, they're like, oh, you know what? 
I'm playing against bikes, so I'm going to go with this one. So they're going to be one of those armies that you can kind of tweak on the fly, which will be huge, especially in a tournament yeah. when you're playing against so many different armies. Um, and I think that's why they'll be so appealing. Um, and then, of course, they have their special issue war ignition, which is amazing. I mean, you can get plus one damage, uh, plus uh, inches on your range, which everybody knows. Extra inches is huge. Always helps. Um, all sorts of goodness. So I'm really excited for uh, Death Watch. Um, but Space Wolves are near and dear to my heart, so that's where I'm going to go. I'm going with Space Wolves. Nice. But... This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends you new cartridges, so you never have to think about ink. Save up to 50%. You'll pay less than $5 a month for ink and never run out again. Find out if your printer is eligible and enroll today at hpinstantink.com. Conditions apply. For details, visit hp.com slash Spotify. The big thing about these codex supplements are the secondaries. You get to pick your secondaries. Um, as we're seeing in the core rulebook, uh, not a lot of kill things in your secondaries, whereas these supplements add kill things to your secondaries, which is huge for space brains because you will be killing lots of models. Yeah, that's going to give you a, kind of a decided advantage, I think, in um, in tournament play up until other armies have codexes, but that's always the, been the way the game is um, because they don't release everything at once because they can't. Uh, you know, you're always going to be going through cycles like this. So good and the bad. Yeah. You know, there's always something to look forward to, but then until you get your uh, update, it can be a little frustrating. However, that's the game we play, ladies and gentlemen. Waiting game. Uh, Lou Rollins in the chat, who is a longtime Death Watch player, is saying that he thinks veterans with a chain sword and just the bolter is going to be a really good way to play. I could totally see could that because now they're getting the extra wound as well, which is huge. Yep. Uh, R. Williams said, I'd like to start a Xenos army, but waiting for books to come out. Waiting to see. I'm hoping to, for Tau or Dark Eldar. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's waiting. Um, you know, we got a kind of a power armor deluge at first, but hey, it's out of the way. Now we can go in and start getting into the nitty gritty of some of the other Xenos uh, armies that really could use an update, like Tyranids. That's right. My bug, my bugs have like six good units, and uh, not a lot of them are big bugs. Yeah, not, not a lot, a lot of them. Oh my are god, big bugs. big bugs need more attacks and not to be hitting on fours. I was just talking to my buddy Will, who's a dedicated Nid player, and we were both like. It's really annoying when you have this big, like, gnarly, monstrous bug that hits with, like, one or two attacks, maybe. You're like... Yeah. Well, you're paying, what, 230 points, so you're saying, yeah. for, like, a, a hive tyrant with four attacks? You're like, yeah. And then you look at a Space Marine Chapter Master, he has, like, nine attacks. You look at just like, an Outrider cool. Sergeant who has, like, seven on the charge. You're like, what? <laughs> hits on twos, rerolling ones. supposed to be a big monster. What's you're going like, on? What, is, what is this? Yeah, Tyrannids, Tyrannids need a big, they need a, a considerable overhaul. Yes. So, but, well, you know, we're getting there. So, uh, you know what? I'm going to look at the glass half full. Do it. COVID has forced us to wait to get more updates before we really get into the tournament scene. That's right. They got rid of all the boring codexes <laughs> first. Ha! Take that, Space Marines. Uh, Max Dubois, what's up, dude? Uh, in the chat, he says, which of the power armor updates are you most looking forward to? Frankie's the Space Wolves for me, Death Watch. Um, I finally finished painting one of my Terminators. I'm not a fast painter. You mean Dark Angels. What did I say? Death Watch. No, uh, Dark Angels, excuse me. And uh, the Guardians of the Covenant paint scheme, I really like it. I still haven't figured out how I'm going to base them. But um, I talked myself out of being dumb. I'm not going to include a, a, dread, a single Dreadnought in there just because I love ah, the model. Dang it. I'm like, man, that one vehicle is just going to get just splatted. I, know, I wanted you to add it in there. Yeah, I know. So I, I made a I made a compromise with myself. Oh. I was like, once I finish my Deathwing army, I'll make an all Dreadnought army. There you go. <laughs> Dreadnought armies are fun. I, I always have wanted to do it. They're great. So I'll do an Iron Hands Death Watch army once I eventually finish my Deathwing. I'm not going very fast. I'm not a fast painter. Nope. That didn't work. Mm -hmm. My Forrest Gump imitation was fell flat. Um, so yeah, then I, after that, I'm just going to do a, uh, Iron Hands Dreadnought army. That was a compromise I made with myself. I was like, you don't have to have one, one Dreadnought, you have a whole army of them. What a compromise. <laughs> uh, so yeah, my, uh, my Deathwing will be all Terminators with one unit of bikes. Nice. Yeah. That'd be really good. 
All right, so let's talk about, and again, Frankie, thanks for giving us that overview of Death Watch. Was there anything else in Death Watch you want to talk about? Any cool strats or anything like that? Um, not really. Okay. They do what they do. A man of few words, yeah. oh, Frankie. They kill Xenos. <laughs> oh, yay! They kill Xenos good. <laughs> we we kind of touched on the main stratagems versus the Xenos so, last week. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're excited. Um, and you know what? As I know, as the internet so often likes to say, Ooh. I get annoyed when there's all kinds of space marine action. But you know what? Looking, we're about to jump in and look at some of the events that went on this past weekend. It's all different space marines kicking your ass. You know? <laughs> so it's not one bully at the schoolyard. Yeah. There's like 10 bullies. So it's exciting. You don't know which one's going to come and give you a wedgie and take <laughs> your lunch money. Yeah. Take a look at the bright Just side. Enjoy it. You know? Yeah. Life enjoy is all about how you look at it. That's right. Uh, but no, we're actually seeing a ton of variety. So why don't we take a look at uh, this past weekend's events? There was three GTs, which is really good considering um, where we're at. Yeah. And again, thank you so much to the Falcon and 40kstats.com for putting all the hard work into aggregating all this data so that we can look at it. So first of all, let's take a look at the South Georgia Havoc GT. Uh, this one was first place with Stephen Mitchell with Orcs. Pardon me. Um, and he looks like it's kind of like what we've been seeing um, with all the winning orc lists is a lot of boys, some support characters, some little units of like things like commandos and stuff like that for objectives. And then he had two big units of um, mega knobs, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. They hit like a truck. And then the good old smasher guns. So um, I, I don't mean this in a bad way. It's it's kind of like a stock standard orc list, but it's cool. Ton of boys some little units to go around, grab objectives, and some good shooting. It's great. We've been seeing orc lists like this doing really well all over the world, actually. Yeah, I like it. I, I do think, too. I think the big units of boys are kind of like a, they're a fly in the ointment. Yeah, because they're like kind of the exception to the rule. You're seeing big units when everyone else is going MSU. Yeah. And I can I totally can see it. Like the big units of boys can go on an objective and they're like, come and get it. Yeah, like good luck. Yeah, come and get it. <laughs> Like, get me off this. You're, you're going to have a really tough time scoring this objective. And then they're, they're good in melee. Yeah. So, uh, well done. Uh, Daniel Hester has got second place. He was playing Adeptus Stardust Dark Angels. So, I was taking a close look at this list myself. I think, you know, I'm going all Deathwing just because I'm trying to be thematic. And I, I frankly don't care if I win every game. Um, I'm very competitive, so I'm trying to. But if I don't, whatever, man. I'm, I'm here to have a good time. And I only have to paint 38 models. <laughs> Makes it nice. So this is a Dark Angels list that I think is going to be, you know, frankly better than the one I'm playing. And I think you're going to see more lists like this where you have some Deathwing because they're hard as nails. But then you've got some of the really cool, um, more common, you know, uh, primary scene. It's like Infiltrators, Intercessors, uh, some Deathwing, some Ravenwing, uh, the Invader ATVs, which are really, really popular, some Dark Talents. I think you're going to see a lot of that, you know, with Eradicators and stuff like that. Because, uh, frankly, I think it gives you a more well-rounded list. So. Yeah. Um, next up, Jamie Paris um, got third place Space with Wolves. Space Wolves. Pretty cool to see them already out there doing well. Uh, Fat J Sleeve says it's definitely a good time to be ma a masochist. <laughs> I've always played that kind of army, though. Like, I think there's only been one time in my life where I played a net list, and even then I played it differently. I'm a glutton for pain. What can I say? There you go. That's why we work in the gaming industry, Frankie. <laughs> work twice the hours for half the pay. That's right. Enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Uh, um, so let's take a look at this Space Wolf list, because this I'm sure people are going to be really interested in this. Um, let me see. We got Captain uh, in Cursor Squad, a ton of Wolf Guard, totally yeah. kitted out, Lightning Claw Storm Shield. Um, very cool. And then, uh, oh, he has an Ultramarines. No, what the heck? Frankie, what am I missing in this list? Hmm? Is, that, is this an entire army? Like, what's going it's on? got here? a Supreme Command. Keep scrolling. Down. There you go. Oh, what the hell? Oh, yes, Gulimon? Rabuti. What am I? Space Brains. Oh, he's got, got a Space Brains too. Yeah. Oh, it's a man. mixture there. Well, that that's interesting. You haven't been seeing, I haven't been seeing any Space Brain armies that are mixed. So then what does he have going on with the Ultramarines? Got Gulimon, Tigerius, an Apothecary. He's not Space Wolves. Get him out of here. Yeah. 
Attack Pikes, Multimels. So it's an interesting list. Devastator Squad would grab, yeah, and then they're going to be so good. Yep. I think that the new hotness is going to be Devastator with Multimeltos. Multimeltos are nasty. But, but then the Dev Squad and the Drop Pod with Grav is just still extremely good. Yeah. It's, it's really, really powerful. That's an interesting list, man. That's cool. I like it. So the, the Space Wolves give you some melee. The Ultramarines, you got Game Man, who's a beast, and um, some shooting units and mobility. I like it. Yep. It's a cool list. Uh, and then fourth place, we have Tim Piney with Sisters of Battle. And Frankie, why don't you kind of give this one the overview because you know Sisters way better than I do. Uh, he's got a Cannonist. got some Battle Sisters in there. Ooh, Death Cult Assassins. I like nice. it. He's got a, a big unit of Repentia. You don't leave home without those Repentia. Yeah, Repentia really are good. so good. And then Retributor Squad with those Multimeltas like you've been talking about. Um, and then he's got, ooh, St. Catherine. I love that model. A lot of people have been talking about St. Catherine with the updated... Model's so good. The updated rules that we've been seeing. I love it. Um, Some more Death Colts. Nice. And he probably just uses the Death Colts to run around and grab objectives and also a counter charge unit. Three Exorcists and some Mortifiers. Interesting there's no Rhinos in this list. Nope. All foot. I think that's one of the best ways to run Sisters, actually, is on foot. Um, especially with the Invo saves that you can give them. Um, they do a horde really well. So. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, congratulations to all the leaderboard uh, leaders. I did that last week too. It sounds so ridiculous. Leaderboard leaders. Allow myself to introduce myself. <laughs> uh, so then we have another tournament. It's called the Amiable Bright Plague Wars. It's a fitting name given that we are in the plague times. First place, Alec, Alex McDougall. And he is rocking Tyranids Gene Sealer Colts. Now, I was very intrigued. Interesting. The common um, perception right now is that both those factions are not good. You, Frankie, why don't you run us through this? I think it's just a Gene Sealer Colt army. Um, but, yeah, he has, uh, let's see. He's hybrids. got the hybrids with hand flamers. He's got a big 20-man unit. Uh, he's got a... 10-man unit with hand flamers, so he's rocking all those hand flamers still. Interesting. Uh, two Brood Brothers units. Then he's got the Achilles Ridge Runners. So he's got some transports in there, which is very interesting. You never see people take transports. And it's cool that this person won, too. Yeah. Give a shout-out to Mr. Alex. Heck yeah. And I've seen got... Alex McDougall's name at the top of the leaderboards yeah. frequently. Okay, yeah, so he does have two names. He's got Broodlord with a Neurothrope. Couple Ripper units, so those will drop down for some objectives. Hive Guard for shooting. They're still amazing. And then a big Zone Throw unit, plus an Exocrine. In <laughs> Exocrine. The Exocrine, Zone wow. Throws, Hive Guard, Rippers, Neurothrope are some of the best units available in Tyranids. Yeah, I just, uh, man, interesting list. I, I like, like it. it. Yeah. I like uh, it a lot. The, ex cool. the Exocrine's a beast, man. Double he shooting. Is. Like, you can do, you can get plus one damage. There's all kinds of fun stuff you can do. Yep. To really make that unit useful in the Hive Guard or just hive guard baller. Are They're yeah. so good. When I do play my Tyranids, the Exocrine Hive Guard zone throws are always my MVPs. And then Rippers are bad, are badass, not bad, uh, because they can deep strike, they're yep. obsec, they're cheap. They're just so, so good. Yes. Rippers so are good. amazing. Yeah. So. Uh, in the chat, we have people saying that uh, uh, St. Catherine oh, is amazingly good. So if you're a Sisters player, definitely take a look at that. Um, saying that it might be one of the better support units in the game. Yep. Second place, Marshall Reeves was playing Adeptus Custodes, uh, Custodes. We're seeing a lot of uh, Custodes doing well in tournaments, which is great. Yep. So let me see. We got uh, Trajan Valoris, uh, Shield Captain on a Don Eagle Jet Bike. Classic. Three units Custodian Guard. Uh, a battalion. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding, huh? Yep. You got a five-man and two four-man. Yeah, you usually don't see that. You usually see a patrol detachment. Yep. Uh, then we have some Alaris Custodians, Prosecutors, the Vexilus Praetor, and uh, another unit of uh, a big unit of Vexilus Praetors. <laughs> that's, a, that's a cool list. I like it. It's different. It's a, a ground-pounding Custodes. Custodes. I, now I've got myself twisted up on how to You're say You're all that. over the place. Um, that's interesting. That's a good look. Again, we're seeing a lot of variety. It's great. Yeah. I, uh, I like it. Uh, so well done there. And then we got, uh, Gary Sacco in third place with Dark Angels. And this one has more Deathwing, which is cool. We've got the, uh, Deathwing Ancient is a beast. The Deathwing Command Squad, which I think is an auto take. Asriel, which you've seen in a lot. I'm seeing a lot of Deathwing 
armies because he brings a lot. He's not wearing Terminator armor, though, so he's not going to my list. Sorry, bro. <laughs> Stay uh, back. Belial. And then uh, we got a, uh, some tactical squad for troops, which I think are a really solid troop choice now that they have an extra wound and they're cheap. Uh, then you're seeing some Deathwing Terminators, Ravenwing Apothecary, which is probably better because he's on a bike. Um, bike squad, Eradicators, Hellblasters, and a Landspeeder Storm. That's a really well-rounded list. Yeah. A little bit of everything. I like it. Solid. And then in fourth place, we have Corey Cobell with Adeptus Mechanicus. Um, let me see. Is this kind of like your stock standard? It looks like it is. You got a little smattering of troops. Some more of those Electro Priests. Electro Priests. The um, Ballastari, Iron Strider Ballastarius with autocans for a, a big unit of DACA. Um, the Protaxi Sterilizers. Fun name to say. I like it. Uh, you got the Raiders, which we're He's seeing in the a ton robots, of lists. Bro. And the robots, yeah. Nice. Actually, I've seen a lot of people putting robots in their list. Nice. With, the, with the Phosphor Blasters, it's just yeah. it's so much firepower. They fell out for a little while, so. They did. That's good. Oh, we got a couple of Dune Crawlers and some Dune Riders. Cool list. It's not your typical mechanized admech list. This is like a hardcore shooty list with a couple of, um, with like a, a handful of basically countercharged melee units. So it, it's an interesting list. Again, another interesting list. I like it. Yep. A lot of firepower. A lot of firepower in this. So well done to everybody there. And then lastly, we have the Renegade Open, which is a long-running event in the Midwest. And first place here was Asa Carlson playing Chaos Demons, which is cool. We're seeing a lot of demons. Slanesh. Seeing a lot of demons doing well. Is this, yeah, here we go. It's the, it's kind of like the, the Monster Mash. The Monster Mash kind of like, you know, net list. Chaos Demon list, but you know what? Who cares? Yeah, Rocket. He's got the three Keeper of Secrets. Uh, he's got three units of Demonettes. And then he's got the uh, Contorted Epitome and... Epitome. Sh- Epitome, sorry. And uh, Shalexi. That's the named, uh, yeah. the named um, uh, Greater Demon of Slash. Yep. And then and some then Fiends. Fiends baby. are so good. Fiends man. are amazing. You and know I what? love the model. That's a cool low model count army. You could really go to town. Uh, making it look amazing oh, and yeah. it's just it's really cool to see the greater demons kicking butt that's really good yep uh was the boss throwing out a little pro tip in the chat uh the sterilizers are slept on uh i think meaning that they're underrated you can put, pack them in a dune rider and infiltrate it up on turn one that's that's a great great tip thank you that's an actual pro tip unlike my <laughs> pro tips which are usually pro terrible tip. Uh, Kevin Leonard is in second place playing Death Guard. Very cool to see, uh, again, more variety. And let me see, what do we got going on? A couple characters, Demon Prince, Chaos Lord, three units of Plague Marines. Yep. And let me, he has some... takes them with bolt guns. Yeah, he's kitted off for shooting. What are you doing? He must just park them on objectives. Yeah. Uh, Foul Blight Spawn, a bunch of Mephitic Blight Hunters, Haulers, what, like nine of them? Yeah, wow. nine of them. And uh, then we have uh, Epidemius, Nurglings. Great Unclean One. And Great Unclean One. That's like that's really cool. No one is rating the Great Unclean Everyone is saying the Great Unclean One is no um, no good right now. Uh, Tim Great in the chat says he hopes Panda is in the box. Are you kidding me? My cat is priceless. No yeah. one can have Panda yeah. for any amount of money. No way. Not going in the box. Although she would go in the box. She'd, yeah, she would just jump right in. She would in. just jump in. And yeah. then my other cat, any box, she choose. she just like loves to just bite it. Every just box is just it. like, there's like this row of teeth marks all around the box. It's hilarious. She just loves to just chew on them. Um, <laughs> this is a cool list. It's very different. Yeah, it's crazy different. Blight hauler spam. So, Frankie, what do you think anyone... So you got the, the missile launcher and the multi melt on the blight haulers. They're resilient. There's a lot of them. Yeah, they shoot, so they give you that anti tank and a little bit of long range shooting. Um, they're kind of resilient, so you can put them on objectives. It's it's interesting. I like it. And then Epidemia is giving you the buff from the the tally, and uh, the great and clean one. I, I'm curious to hear how they were using this uh, the great and clean one because. Everyone I've talked to thinks that the Great Unclean one is bad right now. Yeah, I'm not sure. I can't help you on that one. I'm not sure what he was doing with the Great Unclean one. Well, chat, fire it so, out. What do you think is the What do you think is the the key to using this Great Unclean one and making it work? Because I'm I'm definitely curious. Yeah. Uh, third place we had uh, Supreme uh, da, 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 Ultramarines, 
And we've got Guillaume in again. It's awesome He's to see back. him back on the table. Uh, you know, it gives you a lot of um, uh, CP, still really powerful in melee. Um, I can see it. I can see why people are using him. Uh, Tigerius, again, attack marine. Primaris tech marine, that's cool. And giving him the upgrade. Uh, three units of tactical squads, two Redemptor Dreads, Victrix Honor Guard. Two Eradicators and a Land Reader Achilles. That is a cool. <laughs> that is a cool list. Achilles, get it. I'm loving this variety. And then there, that's, that's why you cool. got the Tech Marine in there because he can fix everybody. Yeah, he just walks behind me. He's all team. Ah, there we Come go back. in the chat. Educate the 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 master has become the there student. There you go. He can bring back. Bright he can haulers. bring the bright haulers back to life. The green and clean ones. I can see how that would be good. Got it. <laughs> that makes sense. So something that's hard to kill. And he had the bell. Oh, okay. I guess yeah, the bell would make it come back. Yep. That's really good. Hey, you know what? Learn something new today, and like GI Joe says, that's half the battle. Learning is half the battle. That's right. The other half is finishing painting my army so I can go play it. <laughs> the Land Raider Achilles. That's badass. I'm really. That's a cool list. I like it. Yeah. Oh man, I'm I. This is Look nice. It's nice. I'm like the in the past when it was like the same list, the same list, the same list. <laughs> yeah. And then lastly, fourth place, Colin McDade, a name you hear frequently doing well in events, uh, bringing Harlequins, which we've already seen in ninth edition is really good. Yep. Um, and uh, Frankie, I'm going to hand this to you because you're a Harlequin player. He's got a shout out to your two troop masters. You never leave home without those three characters, always in every list. Um, and then he's got some troops. Let's see what they got. One, two. Hey, he's running three. your style. He's got the fusion, but he switches up the weapons. I've been seeing a lot of people that take different weapons. Uh, I would never remember what weapons everybody had, so that's why I give them all the same ones. <laughs> uh, but he's got some Harlequin blades in there, so power weapons. Interesting. Scroll down. All fusion. Oh, man. Five units of five troop, all with fusion. That's 25 like it. fusion pistols. It's one less squad than I take, but it's okay. He's learning. <laughs> and he's got a Jack Jester. Uh, and then he's got one, two, maybe three. Scroll down. Nope, scroll down. Uh, nope, two units of bikes with the Haywire cannons. Always great choices. And, and then, then five, five Star Weavers. That's a really, really straightforward, simple list. You have five yeah. troop units and Star Weavers, the support characters, two big units of bikes that are good in melee and good at killing vehicles. I like it. Yep. It's solid. really, really straightforward. It's fast. Good army. And we've been seeing Harlequins doing well all ninth edition. Yeah, they're really good against Marines, so. Anybody sense. in the chat that was asking where did we get this information, you can see it at 40kstats.com, uh, where Peter the Falcon, up in the snowy northern reaches of Canada, is diligently collating data for us. Thank you, Falcon. I support his Patreon. Nice. I appreciate him doing this because it means we don't have to. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's where you can get all your uh, tournament info. And I didn't see it on here. Um, it wasn't a GT, so that's probably why. But we had a local event here in Vegas. Frankie and I couldn't make it because our armies aren't nearly close to being done. Uh, but I wanted to give a shout out to Aurelio. He uh, he won the event. Yeah. Pablo we, got third. Pablo got third? I didn't the know Rhino that. came in third. The Rhino got Rino. third. Pablo, what, you, were you playing Ultramarines or were you playing your Necrons? White scars. White scars. Nice. But they're painted blue. Yeah, and we've actually been seeing a lot of, like a lot of our <laughs> teammates on Team Zero Comp are actually either starting or blowing the dust off their Necrons. Yep. Uh, I think you're going to be seeing them doing quite well. I agree. They have a lot of tools. Um, oh, thank you so much for joining us. That's it for this show. We'll answer some questions as they come in in the chat. But while we wait for those questions to come in, uh, make sure to check out the other podcasts on the FLGM, the Frontline Gaming Podcast Network. You can listen to Art of War, Art of War Down Under, Chapter Tactics, and 40K Stat Center when those lazy Canucks can get their act together and put out a show. <laughs> One day. Just kidding. They're both very busy. Uh, but check it out. Uh, there's a ton of great content to be had. Uh, uh, to answer your question, yes, Goat Boy did do the art for the Hobby Box. Goat Boy is our go-to artist. He's our artiste. He's a lot of people in the 40K community's go-to artist. Yeah. He's an awesome dude. He's just a good guy active supporter of the community he's a really talented artist he's fast and his prices are reasonable yeah. so if you need art done 100 uh, percent we've worked with dozens and dozens of artists throughout the, the years and i can easily say goat boy is one of the the best artists to work with that we've ever worked with yep 
uh, Harkins Aquatics uh, bought my bought a hobby box. Thank you Ooh. very much. Make sure to go over to the Glean page and participate in the um, uh, giveaway because there's tons of cool stuff to yeah. get. Uh, oh, you're in Vegas. Awesome. Nice. That's yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. dude, you can literally <laughs> you can literally just come over and get it. Um, yeah. Our storefront is closed to the public uh, during the plague, but if you want to swing by yeah. and pick up your box, that's totally cool. Just shoot us an email. We'll let you know. Uh, Nova Star says, my foot door were a netlist. They weren't when I invented it. Everyone told me I was an idiot and I'd never win a game with them. And then I almost won Adepticon with them. And then all of a sudden it became a netlist. Like, all right. I even had people painting them in the same color scheme. Although the most, hum- one of the most humbling experiences of my <laughs> life. One of the most humbling experiences ever in my 40K, not my life, but in my 40K career. Yeah. Um, my uh, Space Wolf list in 5th Ed, obviously this is going back in time quite a bit. I was at a tournament on track to win it. I won so many events with that list. It was really, really powerful. It was probably the most powerful army I've played. That's the same tournament that Christian, Steve, and I took the Thunderwolf list. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I played a, a gentleman. Um, it was my Bjorn the Fell-Handed Missile Space Wolf list. I painted, played a gentleman. He walks up to the table. My army's beige. It's a, they look, it kind of looks like Deathwing. It's, it's beige with black trim. His was beige with red trim. Exact same army. He was like, oh, man. He's like, this is cool. He's like, I got inspired by your army. I was like, I can tell. <laughs> and then he beat me. <laughs> He's just like, oh, man. He's like, you were not happy. He was like, oh, man, I read your tactics article on how to play this army. I was like, you, you, you did. And you, you took it to heart. <laughs> I was like, I just got beat with my own army painted in the same way. I was like, I've been so replaced. That, that was oh, amazing. That was so funny. I was like, oh, well, that hurt my feelings. <laughs> But no, it was really, it was actually, it was really, it was really cool to see somebody that was that inspired yeah. by something that I did to, to do it too. I thought that was really, really cool, even though I didn't want to lose. Sisphus <laughs> 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 uh, uh, Dominium, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce that. Thoughts on how to make Eldar work in tourneys outside of Shining Spears and Wave Serpents. Um, uh. Craft World Eldar is definitely a challenge. I think their points went up a little too much. Um it's challenging. I, the list that we were messing around with here at the shop that was doing really well was Wave Serpent Spam. I'm not going to say it's the best army because we figured out pretty quickly how to counter it, but it's really good. It's fast, durable, mobile. You have a huge Alpha Strike turn where you can shoot all the Wave Serpent shields, and then you can have the Psychic Power, so you can do a ton of Mortal Wounds. Um, I think that if I was going to do Eldar right now, that's probably the way I do it. The army plays fast, very mobile, very durable. It doesn't hit crazy hard, but it can. It hits hard enough. And like I said, you have one turn where you can really blow people away. Yeah. Uh, JTW Geek, I can, yes, I can say I kicked my own ass in that game, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I met the upgraded model, yeah. Yep, I got my butt kicked. Uh, that was funny. Um, Alan Drawl is asking about some uh, shipments that were delayed. Uh, they should be out by the end of this week. Yeah, uh, we've had guys working overtime to get them out. So yeah, we've been working over. We've had the guys working overtime, and we've been coming in on the weekend. And we're um, the the thing that's been going the slowest for us is train. We're actually buying um, two more lasers uh, this month, right? Uh, probably be here next month. But yeah. yeah, so we're having some uh, production issues right now, but we are putting investing the money into fixing that. And by mid-December, probably, um, we shouldn't have those issues anymore. So thank you for your patience. Thank you for your business. It's a good problem to have for us. It's annoying for the customer, but we're, uh, we're spending the money to fix the problem. Yep. It just takes time. Uh, Alandro says, just wanted to touch base. Said life is crazy right now. Yes, it is. Yep. Yeah. Uh, JTW Geek said, or asks, what do you think about two attack bikes with multi-melters versus one ATV? 20 more points, same number of wounds, a toughness, but twice the firepower. Attack bikes all day because the ATV is one of the ugliest models GW has ever produced. Yeah, but they're really Take good. Take that, Pablo. They're really good. I'm seeing them in a lot of Space Wolf or Space Marine armies. I they would go with really the two good. bikes because then you, you have you can cover more ground. Yeah, the GW FAQ did that. The Apothecary can indeed revive the ATV, which is very strange. <laughs> I... I like it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Whatever, you know. 
but I, I think it's really cool that the attack bikes are good because they haven't been good for ages. Yeah. Ages. And it's not only like, oh, I'll take one because I have to in the um, battle company or I'm taking it just to go grab objectives. They're actually really good now. Two shots on the multi-melter. Um, legit. No minus one to hit. They're fast. I, they're really, really good now. Yeah. No, Maybe I mean, after I do my Dreadnought army, I'll do a biker army. No, you should do an ATV army. That's not going to happen. <laughs> they look so cool, Reese. Oh, Zayla says apothecaries are taking extra classes from the Admech for those ATVs. <laughs> That's right. I don't know, man. It's like Johnny Five alive. You know, that bike has feelings. He's alive on the inside. And the apothecary just gives him a Band-Aid, gives, pats him on his boo-boo. He's all better. <laughs> you all right? Patched your tire. <laughs> If I was going to use ATVs, I would convert. I would kit bash something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't. I don't like the way they look. Segways. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, they are Mario Kart, dude. Oh, and I can't remember his name, but there's a really talented community member that makes these really funny animated me or gifs, gifs, gifs. Um, and the last one was so funny, where it's the ATV. And the gunner's like, brother, I'm going to fire the cannon. And the driver's like, don't do it. <laughs> and he shoots it. And the guy's like, ah, because the gun's like right on it's his right head. Right on his head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's such a, yeah, such a disappointing model. <laughs> yeah. I've seen some people convert it to make it look actually really cool. Yeah. But it's a heavy conversion. Yes. Right. Like it takes a lot of work. Um, and I'm not a fan. No. Every other model that they've come out with has been brilliant. So I guess they can have a couple of uh, stinkers here and there. Yeah. And I'm sure some people like them. It's just my opinion. I just don't care for them. Sure. All right, everybody. That oh, We went over time, but it was yeah. a fun fun show. Oh, we actually started late, so maybe we didn't go over time. But uh, fun show. We hope you all enjoy joining us as much as we enjoyed doing it. Uh, and a reminder, Black Friday sale starts on the 13th. That's this coming Friday. If you're listening to this as a podcast or on YouTube, it's right now, and we're having some really aggressive sales on all frontline gaming products. Again, please be patient. During Black Friday, we always um, get a little log jammed, but we're working overtime seven days a week, and we will go as quickly as possible. So put your order in early yep. to avoid waiting, and check out the Hobby Box. It's a really um, great value. You get about three times your, your value. Look at it as getting a, like a $450 purchase at 66% off, roughly. Yep. And that's kind of good. It's like a swag bag. Yeah. But in a box. And then make sure to go to the Gleam page as well. Check that out. And the secondhand shop sale will start on the 21st. Yep. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Have a great week, and we will see you all next week.